Well, we spent uh, uh, two Wednesdays um, talking about God is faithful, and I told you last week I had more to speak on that last week, and I thought it might spill over, and, and I think we, uh, you know, in all likelihood, we just wrap up some things tonight, but um, if you didn't hear the first two messages, don't worry, you'll be, you'll be able to receive tonight. We'll, we'll recap some things and go on to what we have tonight, but um, just uh, focusing on Scripture concerning the fact that God is faithful. God is faithful. And such a, something we need to be very conscious of. You can't be too uh, settled in this. You can't be too, too saturated with this. All of God's Word is good. But if you don't believe God's faithful, we're going to you know, we, we'll read the definitions and read some scripture. If you don't believe that God's faithful, uh, everything else is going to be shaky. Because if God isn't faithful, He's not true to His Word, He doesn't always come through, then you never know what you're going to get. Because you don't know how, you know, what, what kind of mood is God in today? Is He going to be faithful to me? I know He was. He seems to like so-and-so, but I don't know. I don't think I ever get anything good. If, if that's the way we think, that God's like that, well, then your whole Christian walk is going to be wobbly. But if we believe God is who He said He is, that He's a faithful God, that He never changes, that He's solid, more stable and secure than anything in the whole universe, then that'll be a foundation where we can walk the Christian life uh, in a solid fashion. And we don't have to be moved like what we were talking about in the offering. We don't have to be moved. doesn't matter what happens because we know God, He's faithful. He doesn't change, so I'm just going to focus in on what He said, and I know He'll do what He said. Look at 1 Corinthians 1.9. We're going to recap some of the scriptures that um, we've gone over just uh, rather quickly, but you can uh, all, the, all the scriptures are available on our website. Once the messages are edited, they're they're there in uh, document format, so you can, you can download those. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful, just says it right there. God is faithful. That's not the only place either. But Isaiah 49 verse 7 said, Kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship because of the Lord who is faithful the Holy One of Israel, and He has chosen you, God who is faithful. And uh, Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. The Lamentations 3.22 and 23 says, Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your faithfulness. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Therefore know the, that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. It calls Him the faithful God. He is the faithful God. He is the creator. He's the one that the whole universe is built on. He created it, and it rides on the fact that He is faithful. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. You don't, have to, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to believe for it. It's just going to happen. Why? Because God set it in motion, and 
the, all the laws of the universe are built on the fact that God is faithful and that He upholds all things by the word of His power. And so the sun's going to come up. Doesn't matter what's going on on the earth, sun's coming up. And just as sure as that, God is more sure because the sun will fail eventually. God won't fail. The sun had a beginning. God has no beginning and no end. Even the things that we think are so constant, God's more constant. Revelation 19.11 says, Now I, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. This is talking about Jesus, the one who, this is going to happen. <laughs> this is really, this isn't a, a motion picture, it's not a movie, it's not a fairy tale. Jesus is going to be on a white horse, and he is called faithful and true. There's no, there's no deviation in him, there's no warping in him, there's nothing that's out of place in him. Pure as pure gets. God's faithful. And so we read this, we'll We'll read some of these um, definitions again, just so that everybody's on the same page. Uh, faithful in the dictionary, in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, uh, one of the meanings is steadfast in affection or allegiance, loyal, steadfast, loyal. Uh, another one, firm in adherence to promises or in observance of duty, and we're going to focus on that tonight. Uh, firm in adherence to promises or in observant, uh, observance of duty, conscientious, in other words, you do what you say. What you, what you signed up for, that's what you're going to do. Uh, faithful implies unswerving adherence to a person or thing or to the oath or promise uh, by which a tie was contracted. Unswerving adherence to a person or thing or to the oath or promise by which a tie was contracted. In other words, what was said, what was connected will be done. That's being faithful. And we read some of these... Um, Synonyms, uh, some synonyms are constant, devoted, fast, good, loyal, staunch, steadfast, steady, related words, dependable, dutiful, reliable, tried, trustworthy, unfaltering, unhesitating, unwavering, determined, intent, resolute. So God is all these things and more. He is constant. Uh, we read Jeremiah 1 verse 12. It says there, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. I'm ready to perform what I said. What I said, I'm going to do. See, nothing, unlike human beings, when God says something, He is going to do it, period. He doesn't ever say anything flippantly. He doesn't just say it. Nothing is in the Bible that he said that just came out of his mouth and, oh, he needs to take it back. What he said, he meant to say, he said it correctly, and he won't take it back. 1 Kings 8, uh, 56 says, Blessed uh, be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all His good promise, which He promised through His servant Moses, saying, what, what He said to Israel has been done. What uh, He promised has come to pass. There has not failed anything that He promised, which He promised through His servant Moses. It's been done just uh, the, the way He said. Uh, Titus 1, verse 1, we're just going through these kind of fast because these are scriptures we've gone over, but it's, it's, uh, we're just 
laying a further foundation for what we're going to go into. So I want you to see these. Uh, Titus 1 verse 1 says, Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth, which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie promised before time began. God who cannot lie. God can't lie. So that's something we need to settle in us, that if God said it, He cannot lie. It's not an option. What He said will happen, always. It doesn't matter what it looks like because God's Word supersedes anything else in the whole universe. So anything else has to bend its knee to what God said. And no matter what it looks like, when all the dust settles, when all said and done, what God has said will stand true. In other words, it could look, if God said this, it could look one way right up until this point, but it will bend. Circumstances will bend to what He said, and all of a sudden, well, there it is. What He said is right. So that you don't, there, we, we need to get rid of any doubt that because of some changeable circumstance or condition, somehow we doubt what God said. We need to erase that from our consciousness. That won't happen. See, we let changeable, malleable things that we know change every day, our feelings, uh, symptoms, circumstances, bank accounts, relationship, words that were said, jobs, any kind of thing, and we can let that push on the fact that God said something, and somehow this changeable thing that we know can change from week to week. You ask somebody one week, you know, what's going on in this area? And if you talk to them the next week, it's changed. But somehow we let that changeable thing start to define God's faithfulness. That's a mistake. Those are based on lies, and we need to eradicate it from our understanding and just stay just on, uh, hooked up with the fact that what God said He will do, He cannot lie. So make that above in our understanding, in our mind, anything else, and it will calm us, it will keep us steady, and it will enable us to be faithful to Him to see His faithfulness. We won't move because <laughs> we'll just be like, well, yeah, it doesn't really matter what it looks like. You wait, God will, God will uh, see what He said will happen. God will see His Word through. Well, now you just you're steady. I don't know. There's only 10 seconds in the third period. How are we going to win? If God said you're going to win, <laughs> you're going to win. Doesn't matter if eight goals have to go in in eight seconds. If God said it, you know, figuratively speaking, if God said it, you're going to win. It doesn't matter what the clock said. It doesn't matter what any circumstance says. I mean, it's that sure. You say, it's impossible. It's not impossible. If God said it, that is the definition of what's going to happen. We, we've got to change to where that becomes the standard and everything else is secondary. Well, that'll just make us solid. Because God doesn't change like men do. One more, Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie or a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? The answer is emphatically, yeah, he's going to do it. He's not like, see, we're used to people that they change. We're used to circumstance, circumstances that they change. You can, 
uh, in this world, it's a curse-filled world, world, and things uh, are not dependable. But God is. And so if we're truly based on God, it doesn't matter the dependability of things in the earth. God will work in the midst of a curse-filled world to keep His Word. In other words, everything else, you don't have to change everything in the world for God to be faithful. He works in the midst of the imperfect, and He will still be faithful in it. In other words, He can use imperfect circumstances, and still what needs to happen will happen if we believe Him, if we trust Him. So it doesn't happen automatically if God said it for us. We need to believe that what He said will be right and stay there. That's how we see what He said come to pass in our lives. If we judge Him not faithful, then for us, we're not allowing Him to do what He would want in, a, in our lives. But if we judge Him faithful and believe that He cannot lie and He cannot fail, now we put ourselves in the position to receive. So it would be like this, you know, if, uh, you know, pick your sport, football, or I, I played soccer, but let's say, you know, soccer, if, I, if I'm going supposed to, um, you know, pass the ball to somebody at a certain place, you know, we, we just, in soccer, you don't have huddles and everything. It's kind of a fluid game, so it's not as easy just to um, set plays and stuff up. You have to train and you have to know what's going on in different circumstances, but there are circumstances where you would do certain things in certain types of set pieces or whatever. Well, in a certain, in a situation, if, if the ball was supposed to be passed in a certain area or something was supposed to happen a certain way, if somebody followed through and was where they needed to be when the ball was supposed to be there, then they would be able to receive the ball. If they decided somehow they weren't going to be there or for whatever reason decided to digress, when the ball is delivered, they're not there. The ball was delivered, but they're not in the right place. And so that's like us with God's faithfulness. If we believe that what He said will happen, then we'll, we will stay on track to be where we need to be so that we can receive what He wants us to receive. If we decide we judge something else as more true than what He said, we may not be where we need to be. We won't necessarily receive what He wants us to receive. And so it's not about us trying real hard. It's about just judging Him faithful and believing what He said. That's faith. Because it's not, when you look at it that way, it's not about how, what you do, other than the fact that you need to do, uh, you need to adhere to what he said and believe what he said. And then if you believe what he said, you'll act accordingly. And when you act accordingly, you'll have what God said you would have. So it's not about, see, sometimes people make faith just, oh, I'm just trying. Well, you don't try to believe God he's going to do. You just say, well, God said it, so I, account, I count him faithfully, cannot lie, and so I'm just going to stay there. I'm, see, when we say we're trying to believe something, what we're saying is the circumstances are pushing on me more, and they're more real to me than what God said. That's what's going on. But if we say, well, God cannot fail no matter what, so I believe Him, I trust Him, and, and all these other things have got to change like what we've been saying, what He said will be so. And in my life, 
I trust that, so I'm not moving from that position. Well, then you're going to be where the ball is delivered, where God's promises uh, are, are going to come, pass, come to pass for us because we won't get moved off them. Amen. Genesis 15, verse 1, we're going to look at this briefly. We, we talked about um, Abram, who became Abraham and had a son. And uh, God told him that he would have descendants through a son that was going to be born to him. And so Abraham then acted on that word. Let's read this again. Genesis 15, verse 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. Abram, uh, but Abraham said, uh, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, uh, one born in my house is my heir. So he's looking at the natural saying, See, what, what are you going to do? I don't, have, I don't have a son, so how are you going to do this? What's he looking at? He's, he's looking at the natural. He's saying, Well, I, you know, then one in, uh, that's born in my house is my heir right now. Verse 4, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look to now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. So Abraham's looking at the natural and then God spoke to him. Okay, and what, we, what have we read and seen in the Word about God? He's faithful. If He says it, it's going to come to pass. He cannot lie. He's ready to perform His Word. So God's saying something. So now Abraham, Abraham's called the father of faith. He believed what God said. But notice when God is saying this, what has to happen if Abraham believes Him? Verse 4, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one that Abraham just referred to, he's saying, well, right now, this is what's going on. You know, I, uh, there's one in my house that's my heir. God said, this one shall not be your heir. So if you believe God, what do you know? Nothing's going on through this person, the heir, that heir. That's not going to happen. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. So God is stating something. Verse 5, then he brought him outside and said, now God gave him a picture. Look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. So he took Abram outside and said, look up. You see the stars? Can you even count those? And then God said, and he said to him, so shall your descendants be. So he is saying, as many as those stars are, innumerable, this is the way your descendants are going to be. So what it, God is stating something. So what do we know? That's what's going to happen. Now, the next part is critical. Verse 6, and he, Abram, believed in the Lord and he accounted, God accounted it to Abraham for righteousness. So see, Abram believed what God said. There's a reason why we know about Abraham and why Everything that happened afterwards, why Jesus is in his lineage, why, why everything was set in motion, because Abram believed God. Yeah. 
He didn't have to believe God. God said something, and Abram chose to believe it and would not let anything, even his old body and his wife's old body, get in the way. And that's exactly what you and I have to do to count God faithful. If he's faithful, then what he said has got to come to pass. If we take a hold of it, believe it. Don't get moved. We can't say, yeah, but look. No, God said it, period. Because he's faithful. Faithful, in this sense, with God means he will not change, period. He is more stable than anything else. So when we question that, we are questioning whether God is faithful. And we know from the Word, He just doesn't change. And so if we won't be pushed off, then we'll receive what He has promised. Genesis 21 verse 1 then, it says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore Abram, Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God had spoken to him. So we're skipping over some things. He had also the angel of the Lord said, to Sarah, this time next year, you're going to have a son. But he had already spoken before through Abram. He spoke again uh, to Sarah. Uh, Abraham, Sarah, and said, this is what's going to happen, and God followed through. Now, look at Romans 4.16. Now, don't let this, and this is what uh, I want to emphasize, don't let this be about Abraham, about Sarah, about somebody else, or that's fine for somebody else that can receive from God. This, what God has said in His Word is for us, and we need to count God faithful in our lives. Verse 16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope, that means contrary to what's expected. So contrary to what Abraham should have expected, it says in hope he believed, in expectation he believed. In other words, he believed God anyway. Even though his circumstance said there is no way. He's having a kid. If God said he's going to have a kid, he, in, in, in spite of what would normally be expected, Abraham expected what God said in the face of what's normally expected. It says, who contrary to hope, in hope believes so that he became the father of many nations. Notice this, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. That's what we read God told Abram, Abram at that point, your descendants will be like the stars in the sky. And that's what this is referring to. It says he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, according to what God said, so shall your descendants be. So because God said it, Abraham believed it. He believed God was faithful. And so he received what God said. Verse 19, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, 
giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, God had promised, he was also able to perform. Abram, Abraham was fully convinced, so he wasn't wavering, he wasn't going from you know, to to fro, not believing God, believing God, because he was fully convinced that what God had promised, so what came out of God's mouth, that God was able also to perform. In other words, he believed God was faithful, that what God said he will do, that God was conscientious, that he was steady, that he was stable, that he was dependable, that he was trustworthy, that if God said it, that had to happen. So he counted uh, God faithful. And so he received what God had spoken. Now look at Hebrews 11, 11. Sarah, it says the same thing or similar thing about Sarah. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. Why? Why? Because she's Sarah of the Bible, and that's just what happens. That's her lot in life. No. Because you know that's how the story ends. No. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. That's why. Because Sarah judged God faithful who had promised. What does that mean? God said something and Sarah judged her in faithful, which means Sarah judged that if God said it, it has to happen. So Sarah received what God had said because she judged him faithful. Now, this is what I want to emphasize. We're going to look at a few scriptures. This is the same thing for us. This isn't for Sarah, isn't for Abram or Abraham. What God has said, if we'll approach what God has said the same way, judge him faithful who promised. In other words, that he cannot break his word, that he cannot lie, that he's not a man that he should lie, that he is faithful, then we can receive the promise as well. Yes. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, God has not changed. Yes. In 2023, God is the same as he was for Abraham and Sarah. In other words, when God says something, he means what he said. And when he said it to you, whether through the written word or by his spirit to you or me, that that is what will happen if we'll judge him faithful. It's not automatic. You have to believe the word. And then you have to believe the word in spite of anything else. You don't put any man's word above God's word. You don't put any circumstance above God's word. You don't put any feeling above God's word. You said God has said it, therefore I believe it. That is heart faith. That is not head faith that goes by what it sees, feels, what it can touch, taste. It goes by the senses and it's up one day and down another. You transcend that to where you are believing God with your spirit, with your heart, and you're believing that what God said, it will happen. Everything else has to bow its knee and you stay there until you receive. If we get pushed off there that somehow God's not faithful, we can be, be convinced that somehow it's not for me, then that's where we let that go, what God said. 
Galatians 2 verse 6 says, but from those who seem to be something, whatever they are, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. That's the part I want you to see. God shows personal favoritism to no man. Literally, he doesn't recognize the face. In other words, he doesn't do something for somebody because of who they are. God honors faith. Now, God knows what you'll do and I'll do before we ever do it. But his word's the same. What he says, we all have a choice to believe it. Or we have a choice to disregard it. God doesn't play favorites. See, people may think He plays. Well, why is this person? Uh, why? Why is this person blessed? Why does this happen in their life? Now, if you're talking about things of God, we live in a fallen world, so all kinds of things happen. But when you talk about um, receiving the promises of God, it may be that somebody under somebody else understands the promise of God and has taken a hold of it and won't let go and has judged Him faithful, because God's not playing any favorites. God honors faith. Faith is what receives what He has said. So if God says it and we judge Him faithful and say that's got to be true, then we, we put ourselves in a position to receive what He said. It's not who we are. It's what we believe. Romans 2.11 says, For there is no partiality with God. God is completely just. There is no partiality with God. God does not lean toward one person or another just because. Now, God reacts to faith. God, people put themselves in a position to receive from God through faithfulness. But that's not the same as God uh, favoring somebody or showing partiality. It's just a reaction to what somebody has made a decision to do. Those are two different things. Because if God's just playing favorites and He's just going to pick whatever, then it's no use you and I doing anything anyway, because it, whatever God says is going to happen. But that's not, see, religion will tell you that, but that's not true. There is a fallen world. There is a devil. There are people that don't believe God, but we have a choice whether we're going to believe what he said or not in spite of all that. And so we can, we can act on what he said regardless of any other circumstance and put ourselves in a position to receive of his faithfulness. In other words, we can count him faithful and trustworthy. John three sixteen, very familiar verse. For some, it says, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that what? That whoever, everybody say whoever, whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Whoever believes in Him, whoever what? With the way, the way uh, we would put it where we're at now, we're, we're, we're reading the Word of God, so we believe this is God's Word. If God said that, whoever believes that Jesus is, who the Bible says He is, that counts what he said as true and that God's faithful, they will be saved. It doesn't say that God chooses who's going to be saved. It says whoever believes on him, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, it's what we, what we decide to do with what God said that determines if we're saved or not. Well, it's the same with every other promise of God. Romans 10, verse 11, it says, For the Scripture says, Whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. In other words, you believe what the Bible says about Jesus. You believe what God says about anything, 
that he has spoken. If you believe he's faithful, then you believe what he said is true, and it says you will not be put to shame. In other words, you will not be believing on him in vain and be disappointed, ever, ever. There is no person that is going to be saying, well, I depended on God and He just didn't come through. That has never happened. It never will happen. God is faithful. He is true. If He broke His promise, the whole universe would blow up because it's based on what He has said. He spoke it into existence. And if He spoke it into existence and then He breaks His word, then everything that this universe has been based on is on shaky ground and it's going to blow up. He's not going to break His promise to you or me. So we... We take this posture and agree with what the Word said. It said, whoever believes on Him, well, if I believe on Him, then I am counting what He said is true. I'm counting Him faithful. It said, we will not be, He will not be put to shame, verse 12, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. You could say between any race, between any color, between any social background, between any amount of money, between any relationships, any networking, any position. It says the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever, whoever, whoever. See, whoever is not partial. Whoever means whoever. It means anybody. It means I'm not making any choices beforehand. If I said right now, and I'm not saying this, okay? I'm not saying this. But if I said right now, Whoever comes up here, I'm going to give you a $100 bill. You come here and you ask me for, you say, I want my $100, I'll give you $100. If I said whoever, then if you came up here and you asked for my, I want my $100 bill, if I'm a man of my word, what's going to happen next? You're going to get the $100 bill. Why? Because I said whoever. Now, if you said, nah, he, he can't mean that. I don't believe it. Okay? Or if what if I was not a man of my word and I said that and you came up with my $100? Ah, I didn't mean that. You just said it. Nah. Well, that means I'm not faithful. But if I am faithful and you or somebody else decides they're going to act on it and come up and put a demand on that, then they're going to receive it. See, it's both things. God is faithful, and we, for ourselves, we have to trust and act like He's faithful and act on that in order to receive from Him. And that means it, it is real to us, that God becomes, He's faithful to me. That's the way our part. You know, when you're talk, looking at Him, you have to say, God is faithful to me. His Word when he says whoever, when he says uh, in his word that their promise, the promises, we have to know they're for us. We have to understand that and we have to act on it, know that he's faithful and that it works for me and that I'm going to take it. Well, now we put our position, ourselves in a position to get what he said because he cannot lie. 
but it takes us. It's not automatic that we just say, well, that'd be nice, and we don't act on anything. Or we say, well, I know the Bible says that, but, and then we list everything else of why God is, His Word isn't going to be. We're not letting Him be faithful in our life. We don't believe Him. It's like we're sitting there going, man, I'd really like that $100, but I just, I, I, you know, I, I'm afraid to go up there. I, I'm afraid to ask. I'm intimidated. And we let something else cheat us instead of saying what He said is true, and I'm not going to let anything rob me from that. I'm not going to let any circumstance, any condition, any feeling. I believe him because he's faithful and true. First Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24, we'll close with this. It says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, he who calls you is faithful, who will also do it. And this is something you can just have ring over in your head when there's thoughts, if you've trusted God, if you've believed Him, you can just respond like this. He who calls me is faithful. He who promised is faithful, and He will also do it. You speak that in the face of any circumstance. When it's yelling at you, oh, God isn't going to come through, you say, he who called me, he who promised, he's faithful, and he's going to do it. Why? Because he's faithful, and I'm not releasing myself from what he said. I'm not disconnecting myself from what he said. I know if he said it, it's got to happen, and I'm going to believe it, so it's happening in my life, and then it puts us in a position for us to receive what God wants to do. Because he said it, he will not fail. He's faithful. Amen.